Stand by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, True Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsey. Ah, uh, this is Craig Morgan. And you're listening to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. My Country 95.5. It's my favorite time of the year. I love springtime, and I'll tell you that the weather is getting really nice here in central Wyoming, and we appreciate you tuning in to Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. We have a great show and a lot of... What our show is going to be about today is getting out on the water. Everybody going to go out fishing or boating or on your jet skis. And we're talking safety with Game and Fish, Janet Millick, and Brian Olson will be here. We'll talk to Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And I had a chance to talk to some fine folks at the uh, Wyoming Outdoor Expo this past weekend so we'll get that on the docket as well thanks again for tuning in and remember you can listen to all of our episodes at the on-demand section of our radio station app make sure you go check it out have you hooked a big fish or harvested a beast of an animal let us know all about it at the my country mobile app you're listening to wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors My Country 95.5. In hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. Here we are back another week with Game and Fish. And if you have any questions you'd like answered from Game and Fish, this is a great opportunity for you to reach out and get involved. And uh, just go to our app, ask your question, and we'll get that sucker answered. And this time of year is a good year, good time of year, because weather's warming up. And fun on the water is about to happen. Janet and Brian with us. And uh, it is fun on the water, but it's also a big safety concern. It is. And, you know, especially early in the season like this, it's it's always exciting to get out there. And maybe um, you haven't taken the time to get your equipment all in order and into safe um, measure, working measure. So it, so it is important because we often in uh, Wyoming have something called wind that will come up. And if you don't have a lot of this safety stuff um, on board for your boat, it can uh, lead you in a little bit, of, leave you in a little bit of a predicament. So in a situation where a family is going out on a, a leisurely day on the water, they're going to have fun, maybe do some skiing or, you know, just fun stuff. Uh, you got about six people on your boat, but I've only got three life jackets. What What happens in a situation like that? Well, if you get contacted by um, a game and fish boat or a sheriff's office boat, um, that is probably one of the biggest things, the most common violations one come across is not having enough life jackets of suitable size for everybody on board. So you have to have a life jacket for everybody on board. So if you didn't have enough, we certainly would borrow you life jackets and then take you to shore follow you to shore, and then you could purchase them at the at the local marina or drive in town and get some, but you wouldn't be allowed on the water unless you had enough life jackets, enough suitable size for everybody that's on board your boat. So why is and it so important, though, to have the right sizes of life preservers? 
And and that's the great question, Drew. And and not only um, should you have it on board in case you do get contacted um, by a law enforcement officer, but it's for your own safety. And you know, you think about like I mentioned, the wind, and you're out in the middle of Pathfinder, and it's a gorgeous day, and all of a sudden you turn around and there's the storm. And anybody who's been on Pathfinder knows that it is capable of producing three, four, five foot wakes within a 15 minute storm arriving. And if you don't have those life jackets that you can put on everyone as you try to navigate safely to shore, it can put yourself in a really um, scary situation, whether it's kids, whether it's adults, anybody. And and so it, it really is, it's beyond a law enforcement issue. It's a safety issue. But I'm a great swimmer. I'm, I'm a great swimmer. I took lots of, of lessons and, and you know, I, I'm, I, I'm fine in the water. You get you know, that a lot, I'm sure. And, yeah, we're always great swimmers until we go into that nice, cool, crisp Wyoming water. And, and it is a little chilly. And, and, you know, it's even different when you're out recreating. You know, there's something that happens to your body, that panic that sets mm -hmm. in that is just it makes it an unsafe situation. And don't forget, uh, Drew, those people that are on jet skis and water skiing have to have a special kind of life jacket that, you know, actually will still stay on you when you fall off. Um, you know, your, your orange ones that wrap around your, your, your waist or whatever is not going to be the life jacket that's required when you're on a jet ski or you're water skiing. So make sure that you have those types of jets, those type of life jackets when you're on, on the boat doing those kind of things. Life jackets, very important. And you need to have one for every person on the the boat now you had mentioned about the the jet skiing and the skiing and the tubing and and outside of the boat uh what kind of life preserver should just the normal boat rider have does does it matter as long as it's floatable you know the ones that we use on our personal boat are are the ones that when you hit the water, they will inflate. So they're just much more comfortable to wear all the time. If you're fishing, um, you know, if you're just kind of, it's a hot day, you can just have this kind of strapped on. It's it's not too, um, too cumbersome. And then if something happens and you go in, there's a CO2 cartridge that will kind of explode and inflate. And then, then you have that safety. And that is a little bit different than like what Brian was talking about than having um, the PDF that fits appropriately. That's the other thing you have to make sure you know how much your kid weighs, um, that it's, it's snapped on properly because it's not going to do you any good if you have on the life jacket that when you go in the water slips right off over your head. And that's yeah. a, another Another thing with that too is if you have if you're in a boat you need to have that life jacket on right just having it you know laying over across the boat does not help you if you fall out Exactly. And kids 12 and under have to always have their life jacket on. And, you know, adults, while it is not always required, you know, if they're tucked in underneath your cabin and you're going down, that's not going to do you any good. So, you know, what we often do is just snap them around the back of our um, seat cushions or just have them like laying by the cooler just so that they're easily accessible if something does happen. Uh, of course, if you go to the WGFD.wild.gov uh, website, you can find all of the life preserver information. And Janet, Brian, hang on just a second. We're going to continue our discussion about boating safety in just a few minutes on Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. If you have any questions for Brian, Janet, or any of the folks at Game and Fish, let us know inside the station's app. 
line to Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. My Country 95.5. Welcome back to the show. Thanks again for joining us. If you've missed any of our previous shows, you can go over to the app and click on demand and hear all of the shows in full detail uh, right there. Very simple. You can go through three or four uh, shows in an hour. It's pretty quick and simple. Get over there and check that out. Now we're with Brian Olson and Janet Millick. We're talking about boating safety as families are going to get out on the water here soon. And Brian, what's another safety item you need to have in your boat? Well, I think the other thing besides life jackets is to have one of those throwable devices. So if somebody does go overboard, you know, falls out of the boat, you have something to throw to them right away so that they can stay afloat type thing. That's, you know, one of the things that every boat should have one of those. They call them a floatable cushion. They got little uh, straps on them. There's different, there's a, the ring buoy that you can throw. A lot of those are at like swimming pools and stuff. Um, I think that's another safety measure that you should have, not only for yourself, but also if you come across somebody that fell out of their boat, you can actually help them by throwing that out to them before you, you know, so you can get close enough to them before they can get them into the boat. I think that's a, a pretty common thing too. There's a lot of other things that we can do. And Jen has got a list here of things, you know, to have that, um, a fire extinguisher on your boat. Um, again, for your own boat, if you do have a, a fire on your boat, but also coming across somebody else that has a, a fire and maybe they've already used their fire extinguisher and they can't get it out, you can help them out. So thinking about being out there to help others is another thing too. And of course, if you go to the website, you can find all the safety items that you need. And uh, Brian, I, I want to ask you, you know, I like to go out on the water, but I also like to have a beer too while I'm, I'm out there. Uh, it, can I have a few beers and still drive my boat around? Uh, I'm going to tell you no, because um, I, I wish people would treat their um, boating operation the same as you would a car. Um, you're going to be despaired even under, even after having one drink and yeah, maybe driving a boat's a little bit different, driving a car, but it's still, you know, you're impaired, not only for your driving, but also watching out for other boats. I think a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of people out there on the water that aren't very experienced and are not very good watchers of the, their surroundings. And we have boats that collide a lot easier, I think, than what people think. And having alcohol in your system, you're despaired in any way. And like I say, it's the same, you know, alcohol requirement, 0.08 in a boat is, is in a car. So if you are going to be drinking on a boat, get a DD, get a designated driver. So they're driving around. You can actually have open containers on a boat, but you need to have a designated driver. Um, that's extremely important. It's a dangerous place to be, not only for yourself and your family, but for other people out on the water. It's unfortunate, but boats don't have brakes. And so one beer can keep you from hitting those brakes pretty darn easy. Well, I'm, I've had a few beers and my 10 year old kid is in here and he's going to take the wheel now and, and cover that. Is that OK? You do have to be 16 years of age or older to operate a boat. And that does include um, the the personal watercraft as well. So your jet skis, those sorts of um, things. But as long as it's got a motor, you got to abide by those rules. But kayaks and things are different as well. So I mean, there there is a really extensive list of of. I want to say rules, but it's not really rules when it comes to your 
your family's life, you know, your your kid's life. There's a whole booklet of safety measures that you need to be aware of. You know, there is a 37 page booklet that will tell you all of the ins and outs of everything that you should be aware of before you get on a boat. Things, you know, common sense things like where, which side of the other boat that you should be driving on, who's got the right of way, all of those things. And while Wyoming does not require a boating safety course, you can certainly take one online and we do recommend that. And you can find that link on our website. And it's not like driving a car. There's not, you know, painted lines on the the water that tell you where you should go and, and when. And so it, it can be interesting for sure. And the the, uh, the buoys and making sure that you're watching your wake is uh, is another big concern when people are out on the water. Yeah, like say Ann Alcove is a really good example. You have buoys along the the sandy beach fishing, you know, so people aren't going up along shore where the kids are in the water. You know, at the marina where people are coming to get fuel and coming into the docks and things like that. So make sure that I mean those buoys are out there for your and other protection. But also you have buoys, you know, that are showing like um, uh, protruding rocks up, you know, that are just below the surface and things like that. So those buoys are out there for your safety and also for the safety of others. So so make sure and and uh, and look to see what those buoys are there for, either no wake or rock or things like that, or it's a swimming area. So we can, you know, keep everybody safe out on the water. You know, again, Wyoming is just one of the great places that we have where we have the ability to do all of this family fabulous outdoor recreation with families, friends, or by yourself. And so let's just hope that we can keep everything going for everyone in the state to have a great summer. Well, uh, of course, find out more information, wgfd.yo.gov. Get yourself uh, registered in a boating course if you've never been on the water, but you want to buy a boat or a a sea-doo or, you know, even a, a kayak, having that knowledge of of all that is good so brian janet as always it's uh very informative and a great time and uh, i do appreciate you guys hanging with us hey thanks drew we appreciate your tough questions yeah thanks drew it's no hunting outdoors my country 95.5 so you never know what you're going to get when uh this time of year rolls around and uh, Brian Woodward from Rocky Mountain Discount Sports and I were just talking about some of the great weather we've been having. And then you told me, Brian, that there's a little bit more snow up on the mountain still that, you know, maybe people want to take advantage of. Yeah, we've uh, uh, got a little spot up there. There's quite a quite a bit of snow still to be had. And I saw just on the, uh, I think it was Natrona County Parks, where they were actually still grooming uh, one of the snowmobile trails through bear traps. So if you uh, want to go out for a nice snowball fight and some nice weather, this might be the, the week. Yeah, maybe uh, get you some, uh, some snowshoes or uh, some backpacking items that you can get here. And you can probably hit them both. You get some grassy areas and some <laughs> snowy areas. Yeah, well, this time of year, you just never know. I mean, we've had quite a bit of moisture so you know we get got some some muddy roads to to work with and uh as that uh, rain starts hitting that snow it's gonna it's gonna melt off pretty quick i think now speaking of the the muddy uh roads and whatnot if you're going out hiking or backpacking it's always good to have good boots and that's one of the things that rocky mountain discount sports has and waterproof is is in right now yeah, we've got a really good selection of Danner boots and a lot of the waterproofing that, uh, you know, you'll need for those boots or just, you know, whether you're trying to recondition some old tents and that kind of stuff. I mean, we've got what you need for that. Now, uh, we were just talking about uh, how it's a grilling season and you guys carry the Traeger grills here and you have a great lineup of from the, the lower level prices all the way up to the granddaddy of them all. 
Oh yeah, we just uh, recently got in that new uh, Traeger XL, and uh, it's a it's a grill that really is kind of designed to be built into your outdoor living space, and it's got a lot of like just awesome features to it. I mean, it's uh, you really have to see it to appreciate it, but. You know, the, the regular uh, Traeger grills that we've got are, are great for that weekend, you know, just smoking a brisket or that kind of stuff. And uh, they work fantastic. It's it's We sell tons of pellets. You know, I think there's nine or ten different flavors of pellets. All the rubs and all the accessories really makes a great uh, gift for, you know, a graduate or uh, even Father's Day is coming up. Yeah, I, and I'll tell you that uh, you guys have got a, a great selection. And we were talking about outdoor things to do. And, you know, there aren't many hunting seasons in right now. But you can always come in and get some uh, some loads to go shooting clays. And you guys have really got some good ammo selections in here now. Yeah, you know, this time of year, especially uh, with, you know, guys just running out to Coal Mountain or some of the local stuck-and-offs or even in the indoor range, uh, our ammo selection is really starting to fill in really nice. So 9mm and two. 223 kind of the most common for guys just wanting to go out and plinking uh good selections on all of those right now uh we were talking about some some uh clay competitions coming up to riverbend roosters out mm -hmm. out there and uh you know i mean you can get all your supplies here yeah so uh riverbend roosters is uh i think just getting done hosting uh i'm not sure what the abbreviation is but there's a a skeet shooting uh, competition that's going on out there uh, just finishing up this weekend. They are going to be hosting quite a few more moving uh, through the month of uh, May and June. And then I think starting in June, he's going to be doing um, a league night out there. So uh, kind of like a bowling league, but with the skeet, uh, he's got three courses out there and, and you can sign up. I think it's a minimum of four people and all you have to do is shoot uh, each one of the courses once a month. So you can shoot him a couple in one night or you you can just plan on like every Thursday night meeting your buddies out there, um, but it's it's a good time. We we shot it last year and kind of kind of forces you to get out of work on time and uh, make that thirty minute run out there. So and of course, if you need uh, shells or even if you need a new uh, shotgun, I mean, you guys have one of the largest selections of guns that Casper has to offer. If there's anybody in the state of Wyoming that has more guns in stock than us, I would be completely shocked. We've uh, we've got over 2,500 guns in stock right now, and uh, everything from shotguns, rifles, pistols, you name it, the, the new stuff that's been rolling in, uh, we've had... Uh, Pretty good uh, supply of like Colt pythons and anacondas, you know, coming in here and there. So those have been really popular. But yeah, going into the summer months, you know, the 22s and the shotguns, you know, it's fun just to take a hand thrower out there and a box of clays and uh, just uh, go have a good time. Come on by and check this out. No matter what you're looking to do this spring to get outdoors, it can be covered here at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports, CY Avenue here in Casper. Thanks, Brian. Thanks. Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors on My Country 95.5. So cruising around the Fort Wyoming Center, we get to meet a lot of different people with the 2022 uh, Wyoming Outdoor Expo. And one of the cool setups here is the Sporting Lead Free. And Hannah is here kind of describing to everyone uh, what's going on here with the, the lead and, and, uh, and with a lot of the ammunition because it's very important that we're not killing things that we shouldn't be killing and lead will do that yeah so 
We are an organization called Sporting Lead Free, and we are completely non-political, non-legislative, non-regulatory. We're just out here to educate people on what impacts lead has on our wildlife, like scavenging eagles, ravens, and other birds like that. So what we are doing here at the expo, we have kids running through a relay race, and they are learning when they pick out lead in their relay race, they get dizzy. And then we go ahead and we talk about it. So a lot of hunters don't realize when they shoot an animal, that lead bullet can fragment into hundreds of pieces and those lead fragments are left behind in the gut pile and when eagles and other scavengers come down to eat that they can get lead poisoning and a lot of times they don't make it and so we want to make sure that we're protecting our hunting heritage we want to keep hunting we don't want people to tell us to stop or tell us what to do but we just want to educate folks on the options that they have so they can use a lead-free alternative like a copper bullet and that's what we do at this booth and with this organization so and that's a great point that you're not against hunting you're trying to make hunting more safe absolutely we love hunting we're hunters ourselves and we want to make sure people can keep hunting and we don't need any more bad press right so we're just trying to educate everybody on the choices that they have and keeping other animals safe out there that that we care about so you guys have a display set up here with basically gelatin it's a, a shooting mold kind of thing can you give us a, a rundown of uh, obviously this is a an audio type of a recording but you can explain exactly what's going on with this yeah so in front of us just imagine everybody out there in the radio waves we have two big ballistics gels and a ballistics gel basically mimics flesh so what our animal insides look like so these gels we shot one with a lead bullet and one with a copper bullet and what that allows us to have is that x-ray vision into what our bullet does inside the animal so our lead ballistics gel has all these fragments all throughout the entire wound channel is tiny tiny pieces of lead whereas our copper ballistics gel all that it has is that blue ballistics tip a lot of our, our bullets have ballistics tips on them now to help them expand and that's the only fragmentation we have there's no lead in that one so what happens when you see that it's you know unfortunately seeing is believing sometimes but you know check out our website to see pictures of these what we're trying to show folks is what they don't see when they go to the range when I shoot into paper when I'm when I'm out there sighting in my rifle I don't shoot into a ballistics gel and I don't shoot into a water tank so we have different types of bullets out here to show people what different ones look like when they are shot and then we also have examples of different companies that already have a lead-free bullet option and they're companies that we're all familiar with like Hornady, Nosler, Winchester, Federal and several others. So being in Wyoming, which obviously a very large rifle state, hunting with rifles is, you know, one of the, the great things, but it doesn't even go with rifle shooting. I mean, we're talking shotgun and bird shooting as well. Yeah, absolutely. So if any of you out there remember in 1991, it was federally mandated that we could no longer use lead shot for waterfowl hunting. And at that time, you could not shoot a steel shot out of a lead barrel. So everybody had to go and get new shotguns. Some people probably thought that was great. Others not so much. But that's where the regulation stopped. So when you go upland hunting, you can still use lead shot. And like I said, we're not anti-hunting and we want you to go out there, but we want you to be knowledgeable and educated that there are alternatives now instead of steel. If you don't like steel, there's bismuth, there's tungsten, there's copper-plated bismuth, and that's keeping our other birds safe. So say you're out there hunting pheasants and you cripple it or your dog doesn't retrieve it, right? That happens to the best of us. So now that bird might be injured and now that's easy prey for these eagles 
eagles and, and goshawks and other, other scavenging and, and hunting species, raptors to come down and they can then ingest that lead that's embedded in that bird and then they can get lead poisoning from that. So there's all these different entry points for lead to get into our systems. We also talk about angling. A lot of jig heads and fishing weights are made with lead. Those of you who are fly fishermen and women, you might not realize this, but your streamers and nymphs, there's lead wire under there to help those get into the water column. So we want to talk about all these different entry points of lead getting into our environment and we want to spread this message in a positive way and an educational way so people just know what they're looking at they know how to choose between the two and you can absolutely still go to the range and shoot lead at those clay pigeons if you've got a stockpile of lead like go to the range you can sight in your rifle with that but as soon as you go into the field we ask you to think about choosing voluntarily choosing a lead-free alternative to keep our wildlife safe Hannah, what's the best way for people to learn more about Sporting Lead Free? Absolutely. You can find us online at www.sportingleadfree.org, all one word. And you can also follow us on social media at Sporting Lead Free. And we have a membership program. We have an ambassador program. We're growing, and we just are out here spreading the word and hoping to get people on board. Again, not anti-hunting, just safety in hunting. Get over there and check that out. Hannah, thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me.